0: Welcome back to the Goddess Collective Podcast. You have glimpses or even long-term moments as a goddess. That is you. Now you are ready to fully embody her, be her, and embrace her. That's what the Goddess Collective is all about. It's about lifestyle, habits, mindsets, and the world that you deserve. My favorite goddess resources are at beingandbecoming.me. We have Oracle Decks of Being and Becoming to teach you to find your own inner goddess energy. We have a journal, the Being Becoming journal. Buy a journal so you can find your goddess ideas as you tune in to your states of being. And we also have the Being and Becoming foam roller session that promotes you to take care of yourself, to help you live a long life also, lots of other inspiration. The new products we have right now are the activation planner calendar, which is a special bonus going on right now. So you definitely want to check out those links in the podcast that I will be putting here but you can always just go to beingandbecoming.me and you can always send me a message. Have a wonderful time listening to this very interesting guest, Christina Frey. Remember, your activation is the collective's activation. Being goddess state is always within reach it's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up it's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome head on, eyes open even within the darkness of this major uprising Welcome to the Rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. Welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your goddess guide. Today is a very exciting guest. I found out about her through another friend who posted on Instagram. I don't know if Christina even remembers how we got connected, but I saw her post and she said, my friend did a TED talk, come listen to it. I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I need to meet this woman. Everything she talked about in this particular TED talk, I think the theme was loneliness, maybe. And I was thinking, wow, everybody has periods of loneliness. So this is such a good topic to kind of really get with and share. So in the show notes, we're going to have all of her links in um, the podcast notes. So don't worry about getting all of the links because I'm very good at that. And you'll be able to listen to this on all of the podcast platforms, as well as you'll be able to watch this on YouTube if you're a YouTube you user personality, if you like to watch the uh, podcast unfold, then you can do that as well. So, what I want to do is introduce to you Christina Frey. Christina Frey is a genius. <laughs> okay. She is a marketing genius and she has figured out what her superpowers are, and it's been a journey. And I am so excited to really get very raw and authentic today because that's really her theme. Her theme is how do you be you authentically without feeling like, icky or salesy as an entrepreneur, because a lot of my guests are entrepreneurs and they find sometimes they just don't know how to be or share on social media or even on their website. And what this amazing woman, Christina, has done is she's broken it down into bite-sized options for you to kind of Dive deep, but not get overwhelmed, and that's what I really am excited about sharing here. Because, you know, basically everything we do, we are always marketing, right? As a entrepreneur, but how do we attract who we really want to help? And I think that's what Christina has been able to do. So I just want to give you a rundown of her experience. Christina runs a boutique marketing practice where she helps solo businesses owners win at marketing by becoming authorities in their field with content-rich strategies. Her holistic approach grew out of a lonely, chaotic time when she moved to Boston to start her business. Out of this was born her marketing archetype session system. Her 2022 TED Talk includes some of this journey. So that is a little short bio on Christina. Welcome to the Rise the Goddess Collective, Christina. I am so excited for you to be here. And I'm really excited for you to share your journey as a goddess because that's the theme, right? It's all about owning who you are as a goddess and finding your superpower. And maybe your superpower changes like over the time that you start, you know, actually teaching and guiding. So let's talk about your journey starting. Basically, let's just start with you know, I guess your first journey, I saw that you were on the Today Show. I checked that out. So that was back in 2012, 13-ish. 12, 13-ish. Okay. So let's start there and share with the audience we, from 2012 to where you are now. And I'm sure you can do it because I have faith in you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a great moment where I'd written a book for uh, let's say 10 to 14 year olds about the founding fathers and their humanity and leadership, which mm-hmm. I'd been studying. I read like 40 books and then wrote that uh, for a younger audience because I'd always had the impression that they were uh, really irrelevant. You know, they'd been dead so long. And um, in our diverse world, a bunch of old dead white guys, right? That's the trope. Like, what do they have to say? But um, after watching John Adams, HBO special I was just blown away by like oh my god yes of course these guys are real guys and I started studying and I became a youth speaker and um and then I was invited onto the Today Show and NBC News and I was on the History Channel a couple times and just kind of like Lynn manuel Miranda like one percent of his um enthusiasm <laughs> I mean I had enthusiasm like him but boy does he express it in Hamilton like it was that spirit of oh my gosh these people Like, what can we do with this jolliness and humanity and, and I don't know, just great wisdom through the pain of what they went through. So my answer to that was giving talks and writing a book and then getting on television
0: for that. Mm. Well, that's, that was a very exciting time for you. Yeah, it was really fun. And then in um, 2014,
1: I was sort of at a crossroads in my work. I wasn't really sure you know, what I wanted to do next. And uh, a lot of, I was just at this career turning point. I knew I needed to move in a different direction. And um, it was really scary financially to contemplate that. And uh, what I ended up doing was this, I call it a game. I just like played a little game with myself. And it was to ask this question, um, you know, let's pretend that I had all the money in the whole wide world and I could give whatever I wanted to, Like lots and lots of people across the planet or just all of life. That's what I said to myself. Like, what would it be? And just that contemplation, you know, you can feel it. If you even just, if you're listening to this and you're just asking yourself, well, what would be fun and good? What would feel good to offer out if I could? if I could offer anything, like I could pay my next door neighbor's mortgage. I mean, not that I'm asking you to do that, but like, what would that feel like if you had that kind of abundance and, an ability to be generous? So, um, I was on an airplane on the way back from California after kind of a stressful Thanksgiving, you know, not knowing what you're doing with your life right at Thanksgiving, not fun. So I really leaned into this, this game. And I was like, imagining myself giving out different wild and wacky things. And you could be like, why are you doing that? How is that helping you with your career? But what it was doing was it was keeping me off the ledge of anxiety and panic around money and totally low self-worth. Like what's the point of me? Uh, And so every time I would offer in my mind's eye, something out to the world, I would find deep peace and I just went for it. Like, I just like, I'm giving stuff out until I get to the other side. You know, like that was the feeling of it. like, I'm, I don't want to live in a way that I'll be so stressed out that I'll lose my health. I'll lose sleep. I won't be able to transition into the next thing. Like, definitely not. So um, yeah, I tried that, that game and I got back to the East coast and I was like, I know exactly who I need to call. There were like three people. All of them had great opportunities for me. And I was just like, what just happened there? It was like something got activated, like a higher part of myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I love to put language on it. Like there's this generous flow of life or reality or the universe. Like you just kind of, we all have our ways to tap into that. So this was my way to tap into it. And it, it really helped. And those jobs ended up paying my bills and clarifying, you know, what, what I needed to do next. But at the same time, I was like, what if other people could benefit from this kind of game? Now I call it a practice because you can kind of do it in 10 minutes. You don't need to spend a nine hour plane trip doing it like I did. Um, I have figured out how to like, you know, really distill it down. So, um, and that's what I did. I just went from like yoga studio to my friend's business, to my friend's nonprofit. I just like shared it with all these people so that number one, they could obviously receive the benefits. And number two, I could get better at teaching it because I wanted it to be accessible to anybody. Um, I'd had an extensive psychic training at the Berkeley Psychic Institute in Berkeley, California. And so like I knew how to close my eyes for three hours and focus on energy. Like that was easy for me, but I wanted to know how easy it was for other people. So, um, yeah, that was my journey and kind of tying that up with a bow. I did a 40 person field study in five countries where I had people doing this practice for 30 days and they just sent me videos on how it went. So it was like, you know, me really understanding the impact on people and also me really understanding like how people needed to receive it, like from me to really get the material how do I teach the three levels that I had at the time? You know, like um, I, it was intense. So I'll just pause there. Cause there's another piece of the story that's more on the marketing side, but like, I've just talked for a while and I'll just, pause. any
0: thoughts? Absolutely. So it really kind of reminds me of Brene Brown, Brene Brown, the dare to lead queen. That's very well known, that has done many of a TED Talk, has many, many books. I have actually gone through her Dare to Lead facilitator uh, training as a leader that looks within and makes sure that they're nurturing themselves with compassion and understanding. And it's a whole language. And so it just kind of reminds me, parallel, I can see the um, similarities between, believe it or not, I know that you're thinking, Renee Brown, me, no, I don't think so. But actually, yes, I do. And like I said before we actually started the recording, I was like, I think that you and Renee Brown need to meet and collaborate. And you're like, yeah, that would be great. And so we are just manifesting this now as we are doing this recording, because I do know quite a few people that have worked with her, have certified under her. So I'm going to be reaching out to them with your name, by the way, FYI. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, but I think that what I like is that you your energy is very light-hearted and it doesn't feel like you're creating like that typical marketing that a lot of coaching people seem to just have, I guess, adopted, maybe just because everybody was doing it, but kind of like the fear marketing, like uh the fear of missing out marketing kind of way of attracting their potential client, whereas I feel like you're just like, no, I am not saying that you can't like figure this out on your own. Actually, let me show you how easy it is for you to work on being authentically you, which is like a simple process and you have it right on your website that actually lets you start the process. And so already I'm feeling like you're like my best friend already, right? Because you've put your hand out to me in a generous way. No surprise seeing that you wrote a book on generosity. Um, Basically, and so now it's accessible to anyone. And what I'd love for you to talk to me about and share, so because I know the audience wants to know, because we've heard about archety- archetypes before, and I've been with other coaches that kind of do like let's do a quiz, find out what your archetype is. What is your archetype training and coaching? different comparing it to all the others out there. (laughs) Yeah, sure.
1: And I was not looking to find these archetypes. Let's just be honest. Um, I think a, a good answer to that, the short answer to that is this identifies your natural love of service, your specific love of service that is different from maybe other people's motivation, so that's, I call it like a marketing archetype. You could call it a service archetype or a communication archetype. It's like, how do you absolutely love making a difference in other people's lives?
0: Mm-hmm. Such
1: that it gives you fuel to play the long game of marketing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Like so it. That's, that's the short answer. I will tell you that here's my sneaky way <laughs> of finding the original architects and how I identified the five categories now, which by the way, are nurturers, adventure guides, door openers, study presences, and celebrators. So I'm, I'm happy to share what those are. But what I, what I did at some point, like after I was studying the generosity practice, I actually did another field study where I worked with 40 entrepreneurs, 40 business owners, um, to kind of slow down the entire mechanic of the generosity practice and go really deep. And what I mean by that is like, Let's say that I guide you, just you close your eyes and I guide you to this place that it feels the way it feels, like the way that you want it to feel when you're out there marketing your stuff, right? So it's a very intentional guided journey, exactly where you want to go, right? So there's that awesomeness. And then once you're there, because that can take a while to really define, then you turn around and you offer that experience, that vitality, that whatever it is that you're attaining when you get to that beautiful place that signifies, again, you're wanting to communicate with other people about the great work that you do, like that entire vibe, right? Like we all have that. We all have this. That's why I call it innate marketing genius. We all have this innate way of like, I'm just going to make things better for other people. That's the genius that I'm pointing to when I say innate marketing genius, Um, And I always like to say, it's not me. I'm not the genius. Yes, I'm a smart person, but I'm really like, I'm pointing to everyone's innate genius. Right. Okay. So then when I ask people to imagine that they can give the experience of this beautiful, wonderful place, because usually some place that they absolutely love to be in and it's different for everyone. Some people, they go to a casino. I'm not kidding. Some people, of course, it's like top of the mountain overlooking the ocean, like just gorgeousness. Some people it's in a sanctuary, like in an altar, a church or whatnot. So, um, and then you turn around and I have you offer it to other people. And um, in the offering, you make a lot of choices as to like, what feels really beautiful? Like, how do you like to offer this incredible gift and experience to another human? If you imagine them, and I'm totally just going right behind the scenes with what I do. Like, this is the secret sauce of everything I do. It's basically observing, okay, how is it that you like to offer things to people? Because when I have that conversation with anyone who walks through that journey, Again, it's very unique to the individual. And my job is just to make it safe for you to go there and like have a, an honest experience. Like, so you might be the person who's like, all right, I'm on a mountaintop. It's really quiet up here. I need, like, it's the peacefulness that I want to, to share with everyone, that sort of inner peace. You could be a real estate agent and be at the top of a mountain. Like it's not, um, you know, what do you call it? Like career specific or job specific. So that's what you're offering. And then you're offering it by, let's say you could beam it out to people like a vibe or you could go over to them and give them a huge hug and give it to them. You could take them by the hand and have a party up there, right? Like every way of sharing is my sneak attack way <laughs> of identifying like what's your natural way of helping people. Mm-hmm. And so we have this like straight up conversation about like, all right, what what just happened? You know, they open their eyes and we just talk about like, all right, what was that like for you? Here's what I noticed when you talked about what you did. That's me talking there. Um, And we just come up with themes and then lo and behold, ah, like here's an archetype. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: you seem more of a, I mean, I I come up with bazillions of them. They all land in the categories I already share with you. Like you're a nurturer, but like you're a specific type of nurturer. So am I, I'm actually a nurturer too. Um, Each person has a very deep specific archetype. Uh, that lands in one of those categories or across two of them. So um, that's what happened. I work with these 40 people and I'm like, wow, every single person has this thing, this way of being that fuels them and they love it. And they're helping people and transforming Mm -hmm. lives, including their own. And, you know, what can I do with this stuff? And out of that was born the five because I noticed patterns and similarities. And then the assessment came and now I just use it as a foundation piece and working with people and they're identifying their messaging. And it's kind of like being a coach where you're Mm -hmm. like, ask such good questions based on how much you know about your client and like out comes the awesomeness, like, that's what I do all day long. It's like, Mm -hmm. I know how to get in there and be like, I know you, I'm just going to like, give you this awesome question. And then whoo,
0: like, here comes the goodness. The, the floodgates open, right? And the wisdom that actually is created during that inquiry, it unfolds. And that's what I love about that whole method. And I think my audience is going to love it too once they experience it. So what would you say if you were to help someone that is not really any of those archetypes like what if nobody falls into that category what what do you do for that person when okay usually when i give
1: talks out in public there's always one person who raises their hand and says what if i'm all five which oh is basically the same challenge, you know. Right. Right. Um, and I always like to back up a little bit and say, okay, um, first of all, I've never been in an audience where someone said, I'm none of these. It's always, I'm too many of them. Okay. I've literally never encountered anyone that says, nope, none of this resonates with me. Right. Never. That's never how I, I never thought about that. But yeah, because you know, when you first introduce something to the world, you're like, did I nail it? Or is there like a gaping hole here? And the gaping hole just never appeared. Cool. So I'm going with it. Like I'm going awesome. with the five. They seem to be all right. But the issue of like, what if I'm three? What if I'm five? And so again, this is not meant to put you in a box and tell you, oh, you're a nurturer and that's all you can be. It's mm-hmm. it's basically out of this place of marketing is continuously a chase the shining toy, expansive, like I have to try the next thing activity. And that's natural because what are you doing when you market? You're you're just wanting to connect with people, whether they're new people or the people you already know, it's expansive. And I actually think it's innate in that very expansiveness that we just are gonna get overwhelmed unless we balance it with a deep motivation. And so the deep motivation that grounds you to the planet, <laughs> That grounds you to your center Mm -hmm. is your this tendency that like, if you're all over the place and you're overwhelmed, wouldn't it be nice to know that nurturing and being a nurturer is going to calm yourself down and make you remember what you truly love about helping people. And then you can just create beautiful messaging from that place. That's it. You might have all five archetypes running, but again, that's fine. Do it. You know, I have nurtures that do celebrator kind of, um, messaging sometimes it's like, it's not about limiting. It's mm-hmm. about grounding and centering.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So what is your goddess practice that you do to get grounded before, let's say you start your day?
1: Yeah. So, um, The generosity practice for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I contemplate. And if you're listening to this, you can just, you can just do this. You'll hear the question and take it and run with it. I ask myself what feels good to offer to life today. And then I allow something to drop in like the deepest level of the practice is to be able to like, get past all the nice ideas and really let something fresh drop in from your higher self. So like whether or not you can afford to give it again, it's not about that. It's about stepping into the limitless place and just be like, oh my God, what if I could give a latte to every single person in my town, you know, just like having fun with that. So, um, that's one. And I'll just share another one. I recently, like during, during the pandemic, I think it was 2021. I completely nerded out on my psychic side of things. And I learned how to travel to the 13th chakra. Because I, I did all this training about living in the sixth chakra, just like being in that third eye witnessing space. Wow. And so one of my teachers from way back in the day started this program called Divine Spark. You can look it up online. It's fabulous. Divine Spark at chillsacramento.org. And um, yeah, I learned this. And you can, in 10 minutes, I kind of travel each chakra, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11. And each of those is an incredible moment of like awareness for me because each chakra signifies something else. And it just tells me where I'm at as a spirit that day. And then when I get to the 13th, the 13th is like this amazing sanctuary where no matter what is happening and how stressed out I am, like I have clarity and connection to all the wisdom I need. Like, it's just amazing. And it reveals to me where I'm headed as a soul which is like, as someone who has a million ideas, I need something to be able to ground me and help me understand like, where am I headed overall? Mm -hmm. So it always like, whenever I get up there, I'm like, oh yeah, that is sort of the deep need and longing
0: in my soul right now. Okay, that's great. You know, nice to know. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. Because I really feel like a lot of times, you know, when it comes to, developing a practice of wisdom i feel like people just don't really understand the power of that slowing down and what that means to your brain and your body and what it allows that you know subconscious mind to be activated so you can be told in a way that you're open to hearing it because if you were kind of just busy doing let's just say you were just kind of like doing the dishes and washing or whatever your daily routine of your family getting ready and you know your subconscious was trying to talk to you you're too distracted to hear what it is that that higher self needs to share with you. And so I think it's great that you just gave that example of how you use the chakras because the chakras can be very complex if you go through like the whole like chakra training and a lot of I think entrepreneurs that probably are not um you know like practice in the process of taking your chakras and then integrating them into your everyday life. It's not something that they're like, "Oh, I need to work with my chakras today."
1: <laughs> well, okay, I don't know, you know, everything about your audience, but I will say this. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Well, meditation, yes or no, should I try it?" And I would just say, um, have you ever had an experience where it just felt like you stepped into a different realm of being that was like you can't explain it it's just sort of this level of grace that you know whether it's the birth of your child or right like you're I mean I actually I remember back in the early 90s I had this moment I will never ever forget where I don't know what I it felt like nothing activated I was just hanging out on the floor of my apartment in New York City and um, I just was completely feeling connected it was like that Jill Bolte Taylor feeling where she yeah, I don't know if you know that story but she had a stroke and lost her left brain function. So she was in this, like I'm connected to everyone. That's exactly how it felt like to me. And so that way of experiencing your life is incredibly nourishing and it's clarifying and it helps you feel like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I would just say like, we've all had that. And wouldn't it be cool to just kind of step into that at will because that's what meditation offers. The end. Exactly. exactly.
0: It's finding your, your connection to self without all of the noise, right? And creating that and having tools for that can be so nourishing, like you said, in a way that you now realize it has to be part of your everyday practice because if you're not doing it, you feel the difference. My husband and I, we are both meditators and we met actually online. I attracted my husband and he was very surprised that I even really kind of did any kind of meditation practice because most people that he's met really don't really kind of do a practice of mindfulness. Let's just call it mindfulness. And so when we started dating, we actually started to meditate together. And over a period of time, I realized that a lot of my particular style of meditating was more entertainment-like driven. And so working in a different realm of really going deep, like you're talking about, like a deeper meditation, like really going within and having those um, cues to go there was like a huge wake up call for me, and really has changed has changed my life um, mentally, spiritually, and you know even physically. Like I do everything now. When it comes to mindfulness, like I mindfully eat, you know, I'm mindfully aware when I'm in a uh, group of other people, whether it's like a party or I'm with my family. Am I um, interjecting too much? Am I talking over, you know, people? And it was very, very interesting to actually just practice awareness with my own meditation mindfulness practice and I'm just kind of curious for the audience to hear like because you've obviously you've worked with quite a few people you've got I'm sure quite a few clients that you've worked with with your practices the generosity and the archetype What do you feel that you've seen has been like the huge shift for uh, those people? I would say
1: that, um, especially just related to marketing, the the big shift is that sense of I have something to offer out into the world that is really going to help people rather than gross, pushy, you know, just like I need to get my agenda out there and force people. Which a lot of my clients are kind of concerned about. Like, I just don't want to be gross and manipulative in the way that I get my messaging out there. Um, I want people to know my heart, like where I'm coming from, and make it compelling enough for people to actually, you know, work with me. So just having the ability to communicate value.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's funny, like a practice, like generosity practice. You're like, well, what is that? That's exactly what you're doing when you're closing your eyes and you're contemplating because so much marketing has trial and error and failure. Mm-hmm. It's like baked in. You don't know how it's going to go. I don't care how great your talk is or how mm-hmm. great your email is. You have no idea what that open rate is going to be like or if people are really reading it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just like failure, 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 baked in. You're just trial and error. What's working? What's not working? And, mm-hmm. um, and so sometimes you can get resigned and just mm-hmm. feel like defeated by that. And Mm so, I mean, we're always learning as entrepreneurs anyway. That's the name of the game. But isn't it nice to have a moment of your day where you're not really so worried about the results? It's more just like the potential, the potential impact you could possibly have, no matter how bad yesterday was. Um, And that just keeps people centered and moving forward and clear on what they're here to do, no matter what the outer circumstances. And that just changes how you show up to a negotiation because if you're worried about the money, right, that's one way to show up. The other one is like, oh, I can actually calm the fork down and then actually hear what they need and very you know, kindly offer like, here's here's how I can help. Mm-hmm. And there's no pushing. So mm-hmm. I've actually gotten that feedback quite a bit where it's like, I just show up differently in negotiations and I'm just so matter of fact now, I'm not worried about how I'm coming across. I just can get out of my own way,
0: hear what they really need, and then make the offer. That's Mm. it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about, just kind of detail it, a quick, quick synapse of definition of the different archetypes. There's the nurturer, which I am. I took your quiz. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: What I'll share with you is kind of the deep why. Why? Um, I will just mention really quick, I do monthly community classes where I go much more deeply into each of these and how you use them in marketing and how you tell your stories with them and all that. Uh, so, you know, innatemarketinggenius.com, just look for live live workshops. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, nurture, your deep why is all about how to make it safe for other people to thrive. So you just want to make it safe for other people to thrive. You have this natural ability to bring sanctuary and you have a very specific way of doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's nurturers. If you're an adventure guide, a dead giveaway for an adventure guide is you're a little impatient for people to really go for it. And the reason for that is you want people to reach for their bold goals and really go for it. And the way you inspire them to do it is by going for your own bold goals and living by example. So there's a lot of like bold is a big word for uh, adventure guides and you see what's possible for other people before they do. So, okay. And then door openers are what I call a diamond mind, which is basically you have so many different perspectives on one thing and your why, because I have a little bit of door opener in me, your why is all about um, opening up entirely new worlds just with a shift in perspective. So the the challenge there is never do I have enough ideas to offer? It's always what's the one thing that I want to share right now? Because there's a lot of innovation in your mind all the time. Okay. And then uh, steady presences, your deepest why is, and this is sort of the pillar, like you're like this pillar of calm and a deep treasure trove of resources, expertise, people, and you love it when people come to you. Um, and your deepest why, rather than you having to go out. So steady presence is to absolutely hate marketing. <laughs> um, but your deepest why is you just love assuring people that they can get from here to there, no matter how chaotic things are, you're like this calm in the storm. Um, and then the last one is celebrator. And celebrator is the one who loves to bring the good life, like a healthy celebrator is just wanting to bring the good life to people. Again, you have your own definition of that. And the way that you do it is with your own flair, whether it's humor, um, a sense of design. It could be, um, I mean, just like, just you're like the walking party. (laughs) There's a lot of ways to have flair. So those are the five types. Nurturers, adventure guides, door openers, steady
0: presences, and celebrators. And you can be a combination of two. Yeah, I think that I'm definitely a nurturer and the door opener person, yeah <laughs> i totally believe that there's no accidents in life and that everything is a learning lesson and everything is an opportunity so i can understand that energy of you've got two doors in front of you and you get to decide which door to open because there's no accidents like yeah. that first door that you open brings you to your journey and then you learn what you need to learn and then another door <laughs> opens <laughs> cuz you've learned what you need to learn so you keep evolving and being and becoming and that's another word that you use in your marketing is about you know becoming you being you authentically and i'm super excited about actually um setting up a time (laughs) with um, you looking at what I've created here out in the online world, because it's quite busy out here and it's very, very distracting at times. And so I think, you know, my audience, there's a lot of people that are not only new to being online but also seasoned entrepreneurs part of the goddess collective of, you know, supporting each other, raising each other up and sharing each other's superpowers. What would you say to a uh, newbie about the online world and how, when they do work with you, what they could actually learn from you? Sure. And when you say newbie, do you mean like new to their business? new to their business. Absolutely. And new to being online. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like the twofold, (laughs) the double edge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I
1: tend to work with people who are two years in because they've thrown all the spaghetti at the wall and they kind of have seen what works and what doesn't work client wise. So if you're just starting out, um, I always say, basically get your hands on anyone who will work with you. Because even if you have a sense as to who you're meant to work with and even how you're meant to serve them as a coach or whatever your profession, you really don't know until you start working with actual humans, maybe at a reduced price for a while, right? Just to start collecting that social proof. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. I mean, when I started my business, I, I did that Um, That process that sort of sneak attack process that turned into the marketing archetype like I was creating marketing plans for 40 business owners, and I did it for free for 20 of them, and then I had them, you know I, I charged for the other 20, and that then turned into the program I have now, which is like a four month program. I just learned so much by doing that. Like, I knew what support they needed, and I never would have known that had I said to myself, like, before all that exploration, oh, I know exactly what people need and how I want to work with them, and here's what's going to come out of it. I mean, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a marketing archetype when I first started. I just happen upon that. So, like, however, you can get in the sandbox, get dirty. And I love to just say get your hands on people. Just like get your hands on as many people as you possibly can because you are brilliant
0: and you're just going to figure it out as you go. Exactly. Exactly. I can totally relate to that because I am a massage therapist. (laughs) There you go. I, I have had my hands on hundreds and thousands of people. And so I learned, I learned by doing and being a massage therapist. And at the same time, who did I, I had no idea that I actually was doing life coaching as well simultaneously. And that's how my whole being becoming the goddess was created during the pandemic. (laughs) So, I mean, that's such a great example and it's, it's helping people that are new at, you know, being entrepreneur. Now, how about the seasoned entrepreneur that's been doing it for like Let's say they've been doing it for two plus years, maybe three or four, and they feel like, you know, they're not inspired anymore. How would you work with someone like that?
1: Right. (laughs) I always like to ask the question, like, you know, because this is sort of the, the, if there were a problem to be solved, this is the problem I solve. It's you have, you know what you're doing and you know, the kind of people that you really need to be serving And now it's a matter of claiming your expertise and leadership hat in a bigger domain. Meaning, are you okay to step on a bigger stage and get more widely known in the unique way that you do what you do? Like that is actually, especially for women, really confronting, which is another reason why I have them do generosity practice for 30 days before I even work with them. Literally, I won't work with anybody who doesn't do that because- you just, the reason there's so many marketing plans that just sit on your computer and nothing gets done. Yeah. We get busy, but also it's, it's sort of, ugh, I don't want to get out there and take that kind of a stand or, ugh, you know, what will people think? I actually have a podcast called the lonely edges. And it's based on what I talked about in my TEDx talk, the paradox of loneliness. And it's all about like, are you willing to stand out? Are you willing to go to those lonely edges that is a, away from that comfortable pack? If you've been through, you know, if you're in like a comfy community and now you're going to really separate and be known for something, that that's what I help with is just um, letting you become like letting people see people who don't know you and even the people who do, letting them see the full beauty and depth of what you do.
0: I, That's love what it. I, do. I love it. I love it. I'm so, so happy that we met and you came on my podcast and you were able to share this juicy wisdom that you've discovered. And I just, I just am so honored to have you here. And I'm hoping that, you know, everyone here in the audience that listens has some aha moments, and we'll definitely reach out to you to work with you. So what's the easiest way, I'm going to put it all in the show notes, but what's the easiest way to get a hold of you if they wanted to just like meet with you, like a tea chat or something like that?
1: Yeah. So my website is innate marketing genius, like we've been talking about, innatemarketinggenius.com. And if you're um, right at the top, there's a big pink button, which is like 30 minutes with Christina. Uh, and so that's one thing. Usually people like to start off by discovering their archetype. So if you just go to that URL forward slash archetype, so innatemarketinggenius.com forward slash archetype. Boom. Five to seven minutes later, you'll know if you're an adventure guide or not.
0: Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Is there anything that you want to leave the audience with? Yes.
1: And I really appreciate your um, inviting me to do this, Michelle. It's been delightful and uh, I absolutely love your enthusiasm. I would say, The one thing that I would love to leave, if you're listening to this, you with, is uh, your voice has transformative powers. I see it again and again and again. And most times we don't know what that is, like the actual nature of that voice. So, you know, whether you connect with my material or you just take a hike in the woods and you ponder that, just try that on. Your voice has uniquely transformative powers. What does that look like and how can you use
0: it for good? Exactly. I love it. I love it. So you're you're basically saying lean into listening to your own voice.
1: Yeah. And being open to the possibility that your unique qualities in that voice make a difference to everyone around you. Mm -hmm. That might be different from somebody else's uniquely, you know, interesting
0: voice. I love it. I love it because I always talk about like activation and wisdom and how my activation is really the collective's activation, right? We all really wake up and honor each other's superpowers, greatness, truths, voices. We are the change and things are going to change and believe in that. But staying in that community that nurtures that is really the key. Absolutely,
1: so we can be strong enough to fight the big fights when we need to. Yes, yes.
0: Thank you so much. Have a wonderful afternoon, Christina. And remember, your activation is the collective's activation? Bye for now. Thank you for being here inside the goddess collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess. they are bare bones, basic 101 goddess tips and tools. You'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp. It's a taster of the Julian method. I help you get started on your goddess practice you'll find it at the GoddessCoaching.com. and also a real special treat you can receive the being and becoming goddess oracle deck yes I birthed this During the pandemic, super juicy. You'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio. Juicy, juicy goddess things are in store for you. I am so excited for you and this journey have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation have a great day